Hello everybody, greetings. My name is Susanne Treiber. I'm a novelist and personal stylist. I would like to introduce you to my novel debut, uh, Sweet Coco and the Dream Hero, which I published as a print edition and ebook via bookmondo.de. Click on the button store at bookmondo and type in Susanne Treiber. That's how you find my books. If you are uh, <laughs> read in English language, you can find the ebook as English edition Sweet Coco and the Dream Hero on Amazon Kindle Shop. All you have to do is to type my name in the search box or you do type in the title in the category Kindle Shop. The novel was written while I was attending novel school. It fully fulfilled a big dream for me to write down all my stories with this sound concept in the background. I'm glad if you stop by my have a stop by my website as a personal stylist. https colon double slash www.yourbeststyle-princessandbusiness.com I'm happy to tell you a little more about the creation of the novel and the author in each episode. So we have today's topic. First, unexpected things often happen and why you haven't heard from me in a while. Belinda's accident and three, Doris' stay in the hospital in Jamaica. First, unexpected often comes. I apologize for my three weeks intermission from broadcasting, during which I was preoccupied with my heels. All I can tell you is that I am so happy to be back, back in my writer's and stylist's life. It's amazing how one moment can turn your whole life upside down. I had an accident uh, yes, uh, uh, two or uh, three weeks ago, had to go to the hospital and it required monitoring on the monitors due to a concussion. In addition, both legs were insured. I was a profound experience for me that has now made me plop back into life with gratitude. <laughs> and I'm equally grateful about our healthcare system, which is reliable in such emergencies, the friendly hospital staff and my dear fellow patients. <laughs> Yes, was a good time and <laughs> now we will hear from Sweet Coco and the Dream Hero. Our dear main heroine Belinda had also suffered from a concussion. I read you a short section about it. You can read more about in chapter 29 and 30. So Let's begin. Let's see if I have the right one. No, the second window here. <laughs> yes, now reading from chapter 29. The taxi was ready. Leonardo wanted to say goodbye with a hook and a kiss, but Belle had lost her mood thoroughly. She eluded him and hurried across the street without looking right or left. Something caught her at, her at the hype. She felt a dull pain and was thrown to the ground. The surroundings faded before her eyes. It became dark around her. 
The conversation had stirred Jamie up inside. He had seen Belle's radiant face. There was no doubt that this captain had a much greater attraction for her than he had expected. And she meant so much to him that he couldn't just stand by and watch. He had to meet Belinda in person before she made a serious decision. He had overestimated the bond between them. He had to strengthen if it if he, he didn't want to lose her. Jamie called Gordon and informed him that he had to travel on urgent personal matter. He chose a suitable flight to Monaco and immediately started packing his bags. After an hour he was ready to order a taxi. The taxi took him to a jeweler's shop where he brought, bought diamond-studded engagement rings. <laughs> Belinda was worse to him because she was to become the woman, of, the woman of his dreams. At last he stood in the hangar with his heart beating and thought of Belle, putting words for a declaration of love together as he opened the engagement ring box over and over again. The scene with the scene with the captain had made him very sad, but on the other hand it had made him very determined. A well-known female voice interrupted his thoughts. Jamie, how brilliant it is to find you here. Diana, what are you doing here? Impressed, he put the ring box and into his jacket. Diana, his long Diane, his long, long time girlfriend before Belinda, who had broken away from him shortly before the planned wedding, stood before him. She gave him a challenge look, a challenging look with her blonde short haircut and dressed in jean short with a waisted wrapped white blouse. Jamie, I need to talk to you. How did you find me? Find me here? Jamie asked. I wanted to look you up at the woods, but Helen was kind enough to tell me I could find you here at the airport. How do you know where I moved to and now work? Jamie said in a surprise. Oh, my dear, that wasn't difficult. Your former friend, John Blebbelt. <laughs> Jamie swallowed loudly and remained silent. He invited her to sit down in a seating group. Diane pressed her tears with her story and was careful to maintain the old familiarity. familiarity. Crying, she told him she had been to the doctor a few days ago. He had told her that she was terminally ill. The doctor told her that she only had one month left. I wanted to be the first to tell you and ask you for your support. Jamie was divorced. His heart became heavy and he had trouble making a decision. He looked at the clock. There was not much time left for him to make the right decision. Diane looked at him bleeding in tears. Pity gripped him and his sense of responsibility stirred. Jamie apologized, went to the ticket counter and cancelled his flight. Belle was taken to the emergency room with the emergency doctor. Leonardo was scared to death. He was asked to go with the ambulance as an escort. However, he was a coward 
<laughs> when it came to hospitals and had a several allergy to such facilities. He was asked about the circumstances of the accident and what Bell would have ingested. He was given the preliminary preliminary diagnosis of a severe concussion and the unconsciousness of Belinda by the staff. She would have been lucky in the accident and would not have suffered any further injuries. Leonardo, who was more familiar with the sea air than with medicine, took note. He stood in front of Belinda's bed with his cap in his hand. This was a great conquest for him, for since he had lost his wife after a short serious illness, he had uh, had an aversion to sick and weak people. In the meantime, they had taken off her ball gown and wrapped her in an unattractive white patient nightdress. Her face color was as pale as the fabric, <laughs> despite the makeup leftovers. He looked at her. Like an angel, he thought, she looked. His mobile rang. It was his employer, who asked him to embark tomorrow. He took her hand in his and held it for a while, gave her a kiss on the left and right cheek, and left the hospital. Yes, that was to Belinda. And <laughs> we have a second emergency, emergency of Dolly. Bad antagonist, which is also well worth reading. You will find more on this <laughs> intrigue, intrigant lady and the stage ready reel of Shiming Dolly in chapter 9 and 11. So, just a moment, please. So, I have now chapter 11 Dolly with her emergency. Dolly had been transferred after acute care in the emergency room to the room with several patients, where she was to spend the next few days. It was noisy all around her as many helpers in white uniforms hurried along, around chatting. The goods in white were rather rare as they preferred their TV room. Rob came to her couch, took her hand and asked, what good can I do, you? Oh, Rob, I didn't get a single room. Everything's so unusually simple here, don't you think? He laughed. <laughs> You'll get used to it. It's typical for the island. Dolly put on her most pitiful face. She knew she was never averse to her. He bent down to her as expected and should be kissed her. Dolly noticed that he blushed when he realized it and he quickly turned away. Encouraged, she wished for nothing more than Rob's care and preferably daily visits from him in her pitiful situation. She asked gratefully, gracefully, Dear Rob, could you bring me a lace night nightgown from this successful Italian fashion designer? Well, you know. Rob was not in the picture. <laughs> he laughed, impressed. I will ask Nana, our housekeeper. I'm sure she can help. <laughs> Dolly told him a few more things to bring her. Rob noted down the details of the loss of her valuables because he wanted to report the case to the German embassy so that Dolly could get a temporary passport and a return ticket. 
He said goodbye with a hook, another kiss on Dolly's forehead and promised to come back as soon as his work would allow. I'm so glad that you have you near me, he said. You're my link to Belinda, who I miss so much. The doctor's rounds dragged on almost the whole day. As time and again, one of the doctors suddenly disappeared from the hospital, but and only re- reappeared hours later. Dolly did not care, she was exhausted. She passed herself in self-pity for her allegedly miserable situation and struggled with the discomfort of the unknown climate. She also had other worries. She thought carefully about her next steps. She was given a new bed by two young, young <laughs> friendly nurses and sank them exuberantly in the hope of getting rid of them quickly. Instead, one of them swung the thermometer and was not satisfied with her. The other commuted with the blood pressure machine. Both whispered louder and louder and somersaulted to enter the values into the medical file. Dolly was getting hot, she felt stressed and flipped in the blanket back to cool down a bit. (laughs) The two nurses disappeared from the hospital and came back with a pompous doctor who had interrupted his TV break for her to examine her extensively. Dolly was getting weaker and weaker and was only marginally aware of everything. It became black in the front of her eyes. When she regained consciousness. She was lying in a small hospital room, surrounded by medical equipment that beeped loudly. Oh, but she murmured. Hello, sweetie, how are you? asked Rob, wrapped in a white coat and took her hand. She saw his worried expression. What happened to me, Rob? Where I am? I can't remember anything. How sick I am, I thought. My love, take it easy. I'm here for you. He patted her shoulder soothingly. <laughs> you have a high fever, your circulation has collapsed and you have been transferred to in- intensive care. It is suspected that you have also contracted an acute viral infection. You were unconscious for several hours. I have take, taken time off work to be for de- there for you. Oh, that's so sweet of you, she whispered and thought how noble of him, because for Belinda he has not interrupted his work since then. Dolly clasped his hand. Just please don't leave me here. Don't worry, he smiled comfortingly. Dolly looked down at herself and was horrified. What I'm wearing, she touched the coarse patient shirt, yellow-white fabric which kept apart in her back with disgust. Apparently, it was a hospital nightgown. No, that's not possible. Could you get me the Italian lace nightgown? My dear, you look lovely even in that ugly shirt. (laughs) Rob smiled charmingly. Nana has packed me something. You can put it again soon after you are transferred to the hospital. As you can see, my dear, I am subject to uniform duty. Dolly smiled. That was the only important thing to her. He found her simply adorable in his outfit too. She stroked Rob's hand. Rob, I could get used to your care. He was impressed. She could see that he had a guilty conscience towards Belle. That was his helper syndrome, was stronger. 
She credited him with the fact that he even took a few days off because of her. This surprised even her, as she knew him to be extremely dutiful. Their cozy togetherness was interrupted by the doctor's visit. Dolly was thoroughly examined, he gave the nurse some orders, but was already more satisfied with her than yesterday. He ordered that she would remain in the intensive care for one more day for observation, and as her blood pressure was still fluctuating. Dolly and Rob got closer and closer. He stayed awake all the time by her bed in the visitor's chair opposite. One, on the day that Dolly was being transferred back to the hospital room, loud noises were heard from the machines that monitored her circulation. Robert was asked to leave the room when he excited groups of doctors and nurses appeared. He was not allowed to enter Dolly's hospital room for half day. Yes, <laughs> so we go. Yes, yeah, that <laughs> was the reading. I hope you enjoyed, and I'm very happy about a book review from you. Feel free to visit me on Facebook at author Susanne Treiber or on LinkedIn under Susanne Treiber, on Instagram under Susanne Treiber underscore style underscore autorin, and since recently on Twitter at Treiber Susanne. And if you <laughs> want to hear more from uh, Belinda, Robert, Jamie and Dolly, then enjoy Sweet Coco and the Dream Hero on Amazon Kindle. Uh, yes. And yes, feel free to write a re review or write me an email about your what your meanings and best regards from from me and have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Bye.